boys and girls, and I really do mean welcome back to the Sloppy Horror Podcast. Over the years, we've all become a family and learned a lot about one another. But how many of you know the story of how Ozark Mark and I got our start? To start this journey, we must travel to Ecuador, circa 2001. That's where Ozark and I started this dynamic duo. Both of us worked as stagehands for a local comedian named Arturo El Darco. We weren't rich, but Arturo gave us enough to survive. And looking back, those were some of my favorite years being alive. Well, that was until trouble found us. Both of us were caught red-handed, we'll say fornicating with Arturo's 20-year-old daughter. From that point, we were on the run, sleeping in boxcars, cargo ships, and really anything that moved until we reached our destination. On one of those faithful evenings, Ozark Mark looked at me and said something so profound, it changed the courses of our lives forever. Eyebrows raised with a maniacal look in his moonlit eyes, he took a drag from his hand-rolled cigarette and said, we're gonna be stars. I don't know why I believed him, but after all these years, I looked at what we've created here inside the Sloppy Pod, and I have to say he's right. The entertainment industry can chew you up and spit you right back out if you let it. So for today's episode, we've decided to pick a film that tackles this very premise. Folks, this week we're discussing Richard Attenborough's 1978 horror thriller, Magic. Anthony Hopkins, Killer Puppets, and Johnny Carson. What's not to love? If you're unfamiliar with this movie, boy, am I excited for you. This definitely belongs in the hidden gem category. So, without any further introduction, boys and girls, I bring you our take on... Magic. Boom! Welcome to the Sloppy Horror Podcast. I am your host and your scary movie companion, Christian Ramey. And back again for another week, clapping them cheeks, Mr. Ozark Mark. Ozark, how you feeling down there? Hey, first of all, I dig the shirt. I'm liking the fucking shirt. That's pretty sick. Yes, thank you, uh, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to the Sloppy Horror Podcast, first and foremost. Yeah. Uh, we're back up in it with another fantastic movie for a fantastic show and your fantastic earlobes. But yes, thank you for pointing that out, Christian Ramey. This is uh, the original 1960s, whatever it was, I forget the name off the top of my head, logo for my Cincinnati Bengals. That's correct. That's now, pretty cool. if you're not a sports fan, um, Bengals... Currently, while this episode is being recorded, are in the AFC Championship playoff game, so that's a big deal for me, uh, and Christian Ramey probably too. So when yes. this when this episode comes out on Monday, they might be going to the Super Bowl, or they might be going home. I don't know. But we, we've been in this position last year. Don't yes, you we remember? are. Yes, we are. Well, I'm very competent. But anyways, that's neither here or there. We're here today to talk about the movie. Uh, for this episode, which is, what is it? Folks, we are talking about the 1978 movie Magic, starring... Abracadabra. Abracadabra, starring Anthony Hopkins. That's right, Mr. Hannibal Lecter. Dude, this movie kind of has slipped my mind in the sense of, I love this flick, always have, but... I don't know why I haven't think, thought to cover it thus far, because there's so many other doll movies, so many other puppet movies, and maybe not an all-the-way-out true horror flick, but definitely frightening and definitely some murder, definitely suspenseful. 
I just always have liked this. And th- there's just so much to unpack with this movie. I don't think everyone understands like how many people worked on this. I mean, some people may not even be familiar with this one. But do you know Richard Attenborough? David Attenborough is the guy that does all of the nature documentaries. He's the guy with the voice. And like you would recognize his voice immediately. Sure. But Richard is the older brother, and Richard is also an actor. But you would recognize him as John Hammond from Jurassic Park, the old man in the Colonel Sanders suit. Oh, uh, yes. Yes, yes, with the cane. Yes. That's him. He directed this movie. Oh, wow. Look at that. We're starting off powerful three minutes in with facts already. So- this is going to be a very educational episode, I feel like, for a very intellectual film. And we got Burgess Meredith. We got, you know, we already know. We got Mick from Rocky in this, so we got, and, and that's a plus. <laughs> yeah, no, I forgot about that. <laughs> Burgess Meredith, it was such, an, it was such a legend and really displays this, because sometimes people can think of someone as just a certain role, such as Mick within the movie. But you see him in this, and you see, like, wow, he got Mick because of this guy who was really an actor. He had a lot of range. Oh, yeah. Granted, Rocky had already come out at this point, but he wasn't a trainer. He was a sophisticated guy, and he, he killed it, man. He foot-long stogs. I know, smoking the, cigars. Those things are so long. Now, Ozark, Mark, had you heard of this movie before? No. Okay, awesome, awesome. I'm. That kind of makes me happy because... I'm kind of curious to you know to hear later throughout the episode what you kind of thought of it, but you're right. This is like a filmy film, you know. Of this is an art film almost, not super hard to get or elevate it. And I'm just saying, these are the kind of flicks that people would go see the drive-in in. This is the kind of movie like your mom would be watching in the kitchen, smoking a cigarette while preparing dinner while you're at school. Like you know what I mean? These are like the old that. One of them kind of movies, a story movie, rich with character development, character arc, great symphony scores. It's an actual fucking movie. And it's not like portrayed as like, oh, it's found footage or, oh, this is modern. No, no, no. This is a film. It's a film. It's a picture. It's one of my favorite pictures. It's a very good. Why don't you give us a little synopsis? Because I don't know if everybody's heard of this movie. Magic. Abracadabra. <laughs> Alakazam. I was well. You remember that TV show, Comedians and Cars Getting Coffee? Yeah. Jer- Jerry Seinfeld. When they had Jim Gaffigan on there, and he was saying like, "Man, don't you think somebody should have just talked to Steve Miller? Like, look, you've had a a good career." Do you need to come out with this song? Abracadabra, Abra, Abracadabra, gonna reach out and grab ya. <laughs> Steve, you've had a good career. You don't need to make this. I don't know why. That made me think of that. Anytime anybody says Abracadabra, makes me think of that song. Gonna reach out and grab ya. I just think of Looney Tunes. All right, that's good too. So, synopsis on magic. Abracadabra. But first... 
Folks, you're going to enjoy this whole hour of entertainment without any commercials, no watered-down-it stuff about shaving your pubes or energy drinks. Or you're welcome. Any kind of fucking recovery centers. We're not telling you about none of that, but you know we are telling you we do? We make bonus content and put it on our Patreon. Now, Patreon is a website that is very cheap with a monthly chart. You could get $3 a month, I think, is the cheapest. It's like a cup of coffee. Cheaper, Okay. And with that $3, you'll be able to see a whole litany, a plethora, a smorgasbord, if you will, of content. And it's not just us talking about scary movies, all kind of stuff. You know, our love lives, okay? Ozark gets in deep. You know, his dad used to hit him with paint cans. He got he got in heavy. One time, well, I talked about my relationship in the woods. Um, not a big deal. Okay, but you can find all these things on patreon.com slash sloppy horror. Okay, go there. Yeah, we're not going to get into the relationship in the woods here. It's a, no, it's a good time. Yeah, promise you. Well, it was until, I mean. All right, now about magic. Ozark. Abracadabra. Abra. See, that, that's a sequence. Well, every time someone says magic. <laughs> <laughs> did, it's Tourette's. Goodbye. Now. We have Anthony Hopkins, okay? Anthony Hopkins, he stars in this movie as Corky. And Corky, he's what you call a comedian, a magician kind of, an entertainer. He does card tricks, and he becomes a ventriloquist. But when he started his career, he wasn't doing so hot. But then he picked up a ventriloquist act with his little uh, dummy that he calls Fats. And he became very successful. And uh, Burgess Meredith is his, is his manager, okay? Like, it's like his agent. And in the movie, his name is Ben. And Ben kind of helps guide Corky in his career. He takes him from a nobody, pretty much, who's opening up bars, and he gets him, like, onto Johnny Carson and talk shows. Big reason why I love this flick, probably. You know my love for Johnny Carson and those old talk shows. I love it. And... What starts to happen throughout Corky's life is he starts to get a little bit nutty and he can't really separate himself from his dummy. And his dummy fats and him are one and he starts to go crazy. But it starts to get to a point throughout the end of the movie where you start to question if fats is real or if he's not. I mean, you kind of assume he's not and you assume that Corky's losing his mind. But there are a few parts that make you raise your eyebrows, and it keeps you engaged the whole time. But I really think I can totally see how this story... Um, I mean, this is a, a book written by uh, William Golden... Or Goldman... Hold on, let me, let me get clear. William Goldman. William Goldman. Yeah, you know, he's wrote all kind of stuff, you know. Everybody's familiar with his work. Sure. Now, I think the whole point of the principle, I can totally get it. As a person who watches old talk show, like not like the recent ones, but like the old, you know, 60s, 70s, 80s with Carson, Dick Cavett. These were how people and comedians got their, that, that's how you got on, man. If you made it on Carson, you were set up. You were on everyone's fucking TV in America and more. Everybody went to goodnight, you know, with Carson because you only had a few channels. You know, it's like, uh, compared to nowadays, it's like having millions of views on a YouTube video or something. Sure, sure. Same so, premise for you kids that don't know what a television is. <laughs> <laughs> so, it kind of goes to his head a little bit. 
So after he gets a little bit of fame, uh, Ben, his agent, says, like, look, we're going to get you your own TV show, but you're going to have to do a couple things. You know, you're going to have to go to a doctor, get, you know, medical clearance. You're going to have to, you know, talk with some people, yada, yada. And he's like, fuck that. I'm not going to the doctor. It's because he knew he was probably a little nutty. And from there, he just, it it goes down. It goes bad. He ends up, like, kind of sequestering himself in the cabins, a cabin in the woods where an old flame of his lives, but she's involved with someone else. So he kind of fucking kills him and his agent and uh, himself, and, uh, you know, it goes crazy. But it's a fun time. It's a fun movie. And if you want to sound real fun or, like, real, like, you want to pull some cool points with somebody asking for a horror recommendation that's outside of the normal uh. wheelhouse of regular ones, throw this one at them. Like, oh, have you seen Magic? And people be like, ooh. Abracadabra. Abracadabra. And they'll be like, no, I haven't seen that. No, I haven't seen it either. Um, I was a little bit worried <coughs> because um, last time we did a movie from the 70s, I watched it. And I kind of fell asleep, dozing off like halfway through it. Yeah. That, that, but that happens. Not because the movie's old, but just like, you know, those older movies, they have a slower pace to them sometimes. Uh, this, however, I, no, it, it held my attention the whole time. Some of them old ones do, man, where you're just like, it, they're just timeless. Yeah, and of course you got the great Anthony Hopkins. So, I mean, you got you got him at the helm. So that's interesting in and of itself, especially if you're a horror fan. So very young too, man. Different light to see him in. He's not like a uh, distinguished old man. He's he's a younger man. Probably I would say late thirties. Yeah, he kind of looks like a normal person. Yeah, somewhat. He's still you know a little creepy, but plays the part well. He does a creepy guy well. He does. Like I don't know if I would trust him ever in real life. Like if he came over, like, <laughs> no, I wouldn't either. I was all Christian. Love what you boys been doing. Look, stay on the porch, dude. Like, no, I'm... we're not getting. It's not gonna happen to us this time. Every time we watch an Anthony Hopkins movie, we start talking like him. We ain't gonna do it. it ain't gonna happen. <laughs> it's not gonna happen this time. But uh, it's yeah, it's a, it's a it's a it's a great story. Interesting story too. Um, you know. It's great to watch it go, watch him go downhill. That whole premise, and it especially gets interesting once he starts murdering. Once the murdering starts happening, and how much he any, and, and it's cool too because he murders him like a normal human. Like it's not anything out of the ordinary. It's something like actually what would happen. So it's like a lot believable, you know. And in his mind, he thinks Fat's doing it. Right. It's another that crazy story. Another crazy man. Fat, Fats has got quite a funny voice too, and he like cusses. You remember like when he first found him, and they're like, "Okay, you think you can do a better job? Then we're gonna bring you up here." I can't with fucking tea. I can. Like <laughs> 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 he's just cussing the whole time. Oh he's... yeah. And look, <clears throat> a lot of people have been afraid of dummies and dolls. That's a common thread with the horror, obviously. But he's kind of funny too. So like that throws you off when something's funny he's, too. He's funny, but he's very creepy and but detailed too. Like he's a very detailed doll. Yeah, he's got like eyebrows that move, the ears that move, smiles like in multiple ways. I love how he always matches Gorky. Yeah, <laughs> and outfits match. and shit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like father and son. Yeah. 
That means that like somebody had to like go to Kmart back then and just like pick out like mass outfits that matched like you know like, go to the adult section, go to the kids section. Too. That that is funny. Yeah, I I really everything about it is really um, enjoyable from a film perspective, from a picture. Like I imagine this is one of those movies you just stumble into a theater, spend two dollars, get a popcorn, sit by yourself and watch almost like that's like that feels like one of these movies and there's such a great performance from everybody i really don't know how this one has like kind of slipped through the cracks of i don't know pop culture nobody's like talking about magic that often but really especially once we get into the what do you know Um, you'll see how much this really fucking inspired like sure i'm surprised that uh it hasn't been a victim of the remake guillotine yet I know, dude. Like, there's many of things that just, I mean, not to mention it being a book, um, a one-off movie, which makes it perfect for the wild card season. Exactly. Makes it perfect. Sure. Yeah, I, I really, this was such a thrill to throw back on. And <laughs> Even, like, my youngest is kind of in this weird kick where she watched them YouTube videos where they got, like, Chucky and Annabelle, and now it's Megan and, like, Slappy. And all these funny people. I mean, not to mention, like, a a lot of the work that Anthony Hopkins had to do to prepare for this. Like, he had to learn some card tricks, like, just shuffling the cards with one hand. Yeah. Like, that's that's not easy to do. Like, I still can't do a bridge. Like, you know, how the grandmas do when there's a... I can't even do that. And this motherfucker's sitting here doing card tricks with one hand, just learning that. I'm sure he had to learn how to work the doll. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Maybe not. I, I don't know. But I'm sure he had to learn. How, there's all kinds of things in there. Like, uh, there's I, a Did thing you remember him. when he had the coin and he was, like, rolling it through his fingers? I've always so impressed when people do I that. I know. That like, Jack put, Sparrow did the same thing, that rolling of the... I want to learn how to do that. I, w- I know. I want to be, like, an old man that does that with a coin or, like, yeah. has, like, those, you know, those, like, ball things that yeah, you kind of, like... Yeah, I just want a big 50-cent piece and just sit there and just look it through the fingers. Look at some kid, flip it, and then... You're done, kid. <laughs> <laughs> like Tommy Lee Jones, you know, and Two-Face. Yep. Yeah, that's so much fun. And like you said, the murders aren't over the top, but they are very suspenseful. Almost a little Hitchcockian, uh, and a lot of suspense going on. And you really don't know if he's going to go through with it because you know he's a little off, but, like, you don't see him as being, like, angry-hearted. He's a little fucking mad, but... When people start dying, you're like, um, okay, this guy is going out in a blaze of fucking glory here because he ends up killing his agent, Ben, you know? Old, uh, old fucking Mick. He drags him out in the water, puts rocks in his body. Um, no, I, lo- I love that that's his solution to everybody. <laughs> just put rocks <laughs> in. Just, just put, you know, get a, put rocks in his pocket. The second one, this is what you do. You roll them up. Get a big stone, <laughs> drop him in the water. <laughs> I feel like, I feel like fucking, this would be a problem like that you would have to be confronted with. Like fats would bother you. You'd be like, oh my fucking god, dude, go away. <sighs> just kill him. Like he would be real though for you. You would. I'm be surprised crazy. that he just didn't kill the doll. I know. I would have threw his little fucking ass in the fireplace. Or throw him in the lake. You know what? Stones. You know what else brought a strange correlation to this? What's that? The lake and the doll 
You remember Trailer Park Boys and Conky? Yeah. Get that fucking thing away from me. <laughs> hey, Ricky. Not fucking Conky. Get the fuck away from me. Fuck off, Conky. <laughs> you know, <laughs> like, that's what that reminded me of very yeah. much. There are many times where I was laughing because of that. Oh, yeah. That'll get you there. What's your, uh, what's your favorite part of this movie, though? You got a favorite part? Um, I do like when... Uh, when Burgess Meredith comes back over to check in on Anthony Hopkins and Anthony Hopkins is not well. He's like really lost it. He's kind of, like I said, he's kind of sequestered himself in a cabin, but his agent finds him and he shows up and he just sees that he's not doing well. He's kind of lost himself with this doll. They are one. And he, coming over like out of endearment he wants to help the guy and he's like look kid you need to get help you know i need to take you somewhere and he's like i'm gonna make you do something he says you gotta sit here for five minutes and make fat shut up for five minutes he's like i can make him shut up for five years not a big deal but as the minutes start rolling on anthony hopkins just couldn't do it and I think he got like two minutes two three minutes in yeah asking what time it was every 30 seconds it's a very suspenseful scene. Yeah. And you just, you kind of felt, because it's kind of sad. You know, there's a sadness to it, because, you know, Hopkins obviously crushing it. And he's like, I gotta, I gotta get you help, kid. And he's like, pretty much like, fuck you. And he just couldn't handle it. So he goes out and kills him as dude's leaving. And you're like, oh my God. He ends up killing the girl he likes. He ends up killing her, her husband. That he doesn't was, kill the girl. No, he ends up killing her husband. I'm oh, sorry. okay. Now, that was a funny mix-up because he's like this hunter dude. And he, like, takes him out to go fishing. That was a lot of fun. That was a fun scene, too. But Ozark Mark, what's your favorite? You got to have a favorite. Um, I like when he's just dragging Ben out in the water and they just have a shot of fats in the window. <laughs> yes. It's super creepy. He's just, like, watching them go out. He's like, staring. And of course he fails. I like how there's like a shitty harmonica played every time yes. it shows his face too. Like, <laughs> or like when when hit, when they're banging in the room and they just cut to Fats just sitting on the chair listening. Just watching. Yeah, yeah he's, he's a little like, weirdo, yeah. man. Beating his little Woody. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dude, that was a funny part. I do love going back because sometimes you'll have this thing. You know where those, like, uh, Ozark, I was born in 89, what, I think you were born 1991, somewhere uh, in that. 91, yeah. Okay, so there are certain actors that we grew up with that were always old. For example, say like uh, Chevy Chase, all right? Christmas Vacation came out before we were born, a couple years before we were born. And he was like 50 in that, right? Like he's a regular dad. And he just got older. He's always been old to us. But when you can go back and throw on an old movie where he's got a full head of fucking hair and you're like, oh, like this is how they got to there. <laughs> like you didn't realize like what we saw was the later part of their career. And a lot of people are really like that. Even the dad from Beethoven, Charles Grodin. You guys ever want a good laugh? Just type in Charles Grodin on YouTube. It's Charles Grodin uh, talk show. Anyone he goes on. Or he did go on, like Carson and all those guys. 
he was a straight cock, but like in a funny way. Like he was just a straight, funny ass dude. But we just knew him as like the dad from Beethoven, not this like smart ass dude cussing like a sailor. Like I didn't know him as that. But you can do that with these movies. And Anthony Hopkins kind of the same way. Uh, we were really introduced to him very well as Anthony, I mean, as, as Hannibal Lecter. And obviously, I've seen many other movies with him, but he's been older since. Even like Thor's dad. Yeah, this is like the youngest I've seen him ever. Super young. and He's you, always been old. Yeah, and you can <laughs> see how his trajectory was reached. Like, oh, my man was an actor. Yes. Like, he fucking crushing it. And really, man, just a a beautiful, like, I mean, I really will use the job. Beautiful portrayal, just a great acting. Like, you can feel his anger, his sadness. Um, and sometimes you get, like, actors now who can nail the roles well, and they're, like, attractive. But, like, he made you kind of feel. Like, he made me anxious watching this whole thing. I'm like, fuck, dude, just calm down. It's going to be all right. <laughs> you wanted to hug him through the screen. Like, it's all right, man. You're okay. Just chill out, dude. But he couldn't take it. Pressure burst pipes, my guy. Bursted him. He didn't make it. Oh, oh, it's magic. Abracadabra. You know. That was a good song. It was a good song. I'm sorry. I like both of those songs. I have an itch on my back. Look, dude. Yeah, there's something taking over your body. I'm telling you, the best invention in the world, back scratcher. I need to get one. I need, I used to have one. I need to get one again. I just sometimes have to pull the method like a bear, and I just come up to like a corner. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta do the back scratch that way. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it's nice. That's the that's a good method. It is a good method. Now I do think there should be something said here too about ventriloquism, because it's kind of a cool art, kind of creepy, but definitely very talented. If you were to like just pretend that you were doing it, it's hard to do. It's hard to do. It is really hard to do. Hey, is our Ark on down here hanging out with you? Like, I don't know. That's just fucking weird. It is really hard to do. I don't know if I can do it either. I think I'm talking a little bit, but you never know how it fucking goes, really. You know what I mean? Some of them people are And it's nuts. the fact that you got to do a different... They do it in a completely different voice. Now, it's 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 it's, it's kind of easy to do it in your voice with your lips cracked a little bit. When you get certain letters, you might get a little twitch. But to do it in a completely different voice... That's, that's rough. Hard. That's and, hard. And then when you're arguing back and forth with said thing, there, mm. that's a talent. That's fun. I think there's also a, a very funny thing with you and I where, like, we might die in certain situations. Just like, for example, if you're down by yourself, you're sitting down getting a slice of pizza. You're like, look, it's been a tough-ass day. Going home, you're eating a piece of pizza by yourself, and Art the Clown comes in. You'd be like, ha, what's up, dude? Ah, I, dude, I'm sick, man. Like, you'd just be chilling. And, like, maybe he wouldn't kill you because he would be like, I think this guy actually likes me. But I think there's just a small part. Like, if I walked out to my car and, like, Pennywise, the dancing dancing clown, was out there, like, hello, Christian. <laughs> and I'd be like, oh, my God, he's doing a thing. He's doing the th And I'd fucking die. And I feel like the same with this. Like, if this fucking little dummy turned the corner, like, so fucking lootly you'd be like ha what's up dude hey he did he said the thing you know there are certain things i would just get trapped in and it's not fair and uh, especially clowns i like clowns if a clown's evil i'm probably gonna be fucked because i'm gonna like him yeah like oh he's cool man 
His mouth opens up and rips my head off. How you guys fit in? How you guys? How all you guys fit in that car? No, I like that. I like. Yeah, I like that. Now I want some of these shoes. You know, but they could read your. You're not lying. You're not patronizing them. You'd be realistic. But I feel the same way. You know, I, I'm easily entertained. You give me a ventriloquist. All right, I'm cool with that, man. I'd be, I'd be laughing my ass off. Little do I know, this guy's about to kill me, because him and the doll are one person. Yeah, I always uh, another thing I always love about older movies is just some of the terms and sayings they say. Yeah. Like in, the, in the beginning of the movie, when they're going to, um, you know, Corky's first actual show when he's got popular, it's his manager Ben and some other guy from TV guy or whatever, and they're talking. So he's sitting there. He's like, "You want a beer? It's safe." <laughs> what does that mean? Yeah, were, there, were there places where what, beers weren't is safe? This, is this it's 70s? Prohibition was long ago. Like what? Yeah, like what has happened to the you beers? Beer? Get him a beer. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I, I definitely do love that. There was there's a funny line like that too. One of my favorites is from uh, fucking. Uh, um, Oh, sin of a woman. When he was in the car dealership and he was talking to the guy and he says, ask about me. Coast to coast, I'm like, butter on toast. <laughs> <laughs> like it's one of those like old guy sayings. Like, I love that. <laughs> coast to coast, butter on toast. <laughs> I would buy anything from that guy. He'd be like, all right, <laughs> I trust you. <laughs> they do have them all. I'm remember that. <laughs> That's a good one. <laughs> I don't know why. <clears throat> oh, God. Yeah. I like, I also, like, just the things, like, at the end of the movie when uh, Corky's in there, like, he's basically dead in the cabin. And, of course, the broad comes out and she changes her mind. She's like, hey, I changed my mind. Of course. I'm ready to give it another whack. <laughs> <laughs> like, what? She, and her, like, go to cuss word to him was, you bastard. You know, bastard. Yeah. You know, back in the day that meant something, but nowadays it's like mass families are broken up and shit. So it's like yeah, bastards are a very common thing. Yeah, it's yeah, a lot but, of bastard children. But back in that day, like this little bastard child, you'd be like, shut the fuck up, bitch. Yeah, you'd been shamed if you didn't have a father. Mm-hmm. But now, uh, you know, it's different these days, unfortunately. These days, it's all so different, and you can't do it like you used to. But and speaking of that. Don't get me wrong. I love where cinema has gone. I like some action movies. I love me some comic book movies and even with horror movies. But as a lot of people have mentioned, CGI and special effects, there's just so many things that are overdone now that you forget how good acting is until you go back and just watch a movie where there's no fucking CGI and it's a lot of dialogue. Like, you have to believe this. It can't just be some bullshit over-the-top effects. It can't just be all smoke and mirrors. That's right. That's right. You need something with some substance here, and that's exactly what this does. Um, It's like theater on your TV almost. I miss that about them old movies and shit. I really do, man. Like, Because you can get caught up in an old fucking show. It's It's an acquired taste. I mean, the older you get the more you like those kinds of movies than versus all these damn flashing action explosions, fucking all kinds of crap. Give me something That's with some tiring. Funny. Can we chill out for a second and just have a conversation? Huh? I, I think Martin Scorsese said it best. He said they're like roller coaster rides. You know, they're big and exciting or whatever, but they're kind of like over quick and you don't like, can't like process it all. You can't like remember all of it. 
Whereas a good movie, you really can. Like, it oh, gives yeah. you layers. Also, this one went too. It was like an hour 45. Like, wasn't too crazy long, I don't know. No, that was an hour and 45. Got the, got the point across. Got the point across. Now, why don't we go across dimensions to another dimension, another realm, and figure out more things about this movie? Let's go. Welcome to the What Do You Know here. This is the segment here where we're here to tell you something that you may or may not know about this movie. Now, if this is your first time here, I'm going to tell you how this is going to go. We got to go over the rules. This is what's going to happen. We're going to tell you things we know about this movie. Now, you may know what we know. You may not know what we know. Now, if you don't know what we know, you're going to have a we-no-gasm. But if you know what we know, you're about to find out what we know, and then we're all going to know together, and then everybody's going to have a we-no-gasm. So nobody gets left out. It's like an orgy and pineapples upside down. Boom, boom. Now, I'm going to start off here because it's my turn to tell you something that I may or may know, not know about this movie. Magic. Lead 19, on, 1978. So, do you remember, as a kid growing up, spooky books? Oh, yeah. What were those spooky books called? The boxcar children. They were homeless kids. Homeless kids freaked me out. I didn't. I didn't want to be one. Boxcar children. <laughs> <laughs> that was a real book. I know it was, but no, that's not the correct answer. <laughs> no, it's goosebumps. You fuck. Oh, yeah, the goosebumps. goosebumps. <laughs> goosebumps. Now, do you remember a character? In Goosebumps, uh, that I'm, was a that was a dummy. Oh, he was sca- slappy. He yeah, was fucking slappy. Scary. Now, if you now if you're looking here visually on the camera here on YouTube, you'll see it's a picture from you know Night of the Living Dummy. This inspired R.L. Stein to make this character. He looks just like him. He does. You know. So here we go. Boom. That's where it came from. That's that's slappy. where it branched off from. Yeah, slap your other kids are watching him on YouTube. Now. There you go. Yeah, you know what I mean? It's full circle. Now I got you know, I got a little fun thing for you here. Okay. Now, comedian, legendary actor, Gene Wilder, okay? You might recognize him from Wonka's Willie's Chocolate Factory. He was, you know, Wonka Willie. Okay. The Willy Wonka. Got it. That's who he was. Sure. He did that funny one with Richard Pryor, the hear no evil, see no evil. One was deaf, one was blind. That one was funny. Okay. Yeah. Anyways, originally, everyone wanted him to play the character of Corky. But the producer, uh, Joseph Levine, he says, no, 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 no. We can't have this. Because nobody's going to take the character serious in his mental breakdown. Everybody's going to laugh. Everybody's going to see it as an all-the-way comedy. And no one's going to take the serious tone of the film correctly. So, I'm kind of happy they did that cuz you know Anthony Hopkins like I you know like we were saying he's, he's he seems crazy. You almost feel bad for the fucking guy. It's not one of those crazies where you're like fuck this guy, throw him away, you piece of shit. You're kind of like, "Oh, this guy needs a fucking hug." Yeah, you want him to get better. You, yeah. You want he, him to go in there, get laid by the redhead and throw the dummy in the water. That's exactly what you want. Yeah, but it don't happen exactly like that. But that's cool. Hey, speaking of that, I got another fact for your ass here. Lay it on us. I usually don't have that many facts, but there's so many facts here I got to tell you. Now, 
Anthony Hopkins was so into this movie. He he practiced ventriloquism and card tricks. That makes sense because he did it good. He did it really good, and that ain't no stunt double. That's actually him doing it most of the time. So, what do you know? I mean, what effort to put in. I'm glad he takes it seriously. Yeah, man. Takes makes for such a greater movie. Yeah, it's all, it almost seemed like a skill that he had, pre, you know, pretense. But that's cool, man. And now think it's that a he skill he has forever. Yeah. You got to learn how to do card tricks and ventriloquism for your job. That's pretty fucking cool. I want to do that shit. Yeah, I know, but unfortunately, my job does not require that. No, not yet. No, maybe it will one day. And now you know what's weird. Now I mentioned a moment ago that Gene Wilder could have been quirky, but did you know, at one point. Steven Spielberg was slotted to direct this movie, and he was going to have a young Robert De Niro play the role of Corky. That would have been scary. Corky. <laughs> after, after, no. I think a young Robert De Niro would have done a good job too, but uh, Anthony Hopkins to me fits it better. I've had enough of you. Yeah, he'd be yelling at the you, door. You shut up, you. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking dog. <laughs> Yeah, now that would that would have been funny. I think the doll would have been a lot funnier. Looked like Robert De Niro though. That would have been a Robert De Niro ventriloquist dummy doll. I would have laughed. I it probably would have been funnier than a Gene Wilder movie. Yeah, absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. So that's a lot of facts. That's that is a lot facts. of facts. That's yeah, an overload. I mean, you know, you know, you might need to take a break yeah. after that one. So come back later after you you wipe up and clean your browser history. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we gotta go. We gotta go now. <laughs> See ya. Ozark, Mark. Now, there's been many theories made about this movie, Magic, and obviously, for the most part, I think it's come to a conclusion that everybody thinks that Anthony Hopkins is crazy. But there is like two parts within this movie where there are movements from the fucking doll when he's not being manned by Corky. Okay, now we don't know if we're seeing through Corky's point of view and we see his eyes move just because Corky sees his eyes move and he's not right, Yeah, <laughs> you know. But there are two parts where there are slight movements of eyes when he's not. It's right when uh, his, his agent first shows up and then there's another part later when he's on the couch and his eyes move, but he's not being manned. Anthony Hopkins is standing up. So... Did you interpret it as the doll was real or he was nuts? I thought that the doll was real for a second because I thought that's what they were going for. But ultimately, it's because he's nuts. Like, you know. He's not right. No, it's an it's an inanimate object. Like, But I did see the movements. At first, I thought when uh, she, he, she, he uh, kills her husband... And it makes cor- it looks like Corky's just doing it, not Corky. Uh, Fats is doing it, but then you see like Corky come up all sweating, like ah, like he pops out from behind. I was like, okay, I thought it was gonna get ridiculous, like the doll's alive and stabbing him. Stop it now, stop <laughs> it now. I was like, I might have been out after that, but then I see him behind it. I was like, okay, now we're back on the train tracks here, and we're going. Yeah, he he had the. But I did, uh, but I did, I did like those little slight movements to cause a little confusion. If you're paying attention, a lot of people might have missed that, but I did see that. That is fun though. It's because it, it keeps you into the very end, and not saying it ends happy, but 
it's a fun story you'll remember. But really, if you really look at the crux of it, I think it's uh, somebody who gets lost in showbiz and can't handle the pressure and then just collapses due to the pressure. Not with drugs, but literally just through insanity. Like, that's... (laughs) It's kind of nuts. And I don't know, man. I I really do recommend for people, too. I mean, I know some people are aware of, like, that Pluto TV, but there's some cool old channels on there. Now, Johnny Carson, man, you put it on. You'll just see some of the best interviews. Like we said, uh, maybe not from, like, you don't even have to watch a movie from somebody when they're younger. So, like, you could just find these old interviews. You know, you might see... (laughs) You might be watching uh, Johnny Carson put it on there, and all of a sudden it's like a 31-year-old Dan Aykroyd, and you're like, oh, fuck, dude. Like, you were young and fun once. Like, you were like that's how you became you. Like, that's how, like, you weren't just like an old man always. I think that's really cool to see some of that. And um, I just think that's also fun to see how somebody aimed for that goal because now that's not really a thing. Now you don't have to be... You don't have to be signed by an agent or a record label company to like become big. You can be Justin Bieber and blow up on YouTube and like you can make your own audience. And nowadays, if you've got enough clout to sign on to a, a record label or to a company, you should do your own shit. <laughs> you know? Like for example, like if our show was at a point where we're making millions of dollars a year, what point would we need to sign with anybody? There would be no we've already done that. But back in the days, that used to just be the way it was. And it's just kind of interesting to see that structure. And apparently in the book, they go in a lot more detail about like his journey because they kind of just jump scene. You know, it just shows him in the beginning sucking and fucking eating shit on stage and just uh, not doing well, you know, bombing on stage. And then it just goes to kind of like a transformative where his pictures are everywhere and he's crushing it. So the book goes, I guess, a little bit more in detail. But I would have loved to have seen that, kind of the Johnny Carson thing. I guess a lot more people understand that premise than not. I guess that's kind of the thing with the Joker, that m- most recent Joker. I mean, Robert De Niro was the talk show host, and right? He didn't, he sh- you know, shot him. And So I guess there is people still do get that, but it's not like if we make it on Jimmy Fallon. Like, we'll make, we might make it on Jimmy Fallon, and people be like, fuck these dudes. I ain't never listening to their stupid ass show. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it's not credible, really, anymore. No, but you made like if you were a comic, I mean a lot of those big guys from I don't care if you're fucking Jim Carrey, Seinfeld, Eddie Murphy, all of those guys could tell you when they were on Carson. Now, I will say that it did Letterman got a little bit of that clout too, even though Leno took over the show, Letterman was supposed to, and then he got a rival show on a rival network. A lot of comedians really got off like a there's many comedians i have heard top three things they've done in their careers going on either carson or letterman and making them actually laugh because uh, if you can make like a comic or an entertainer laugh like it's an extra nod of like ah so it's just kind of funny to see like how big of a deal that was to them and just maybe there were some behind the scene cases just like this movie magic where people just couldn't handle all that and they just fizzled out and they got fucked up i'm sure there were maybe not to this degree but i'm sure there were people who just oh so yeah you see celebrities go downhill all the time yeah what did uh he said look kid i don't want you to um i forget how he said it but he pretty much said that like i don't want you to go downhill after you reach your fame Mm -hmm. it's like yeah man you just it's a lot for some people. I think if I was young, 
Because let's be truthful, Ozark Mark, we've done things that have given us possibilities, maybe for credibility or fame, such as music, such as this podcast, whatever. So we're somewhat in the public eye. I think if I would have made it when I was 21, I would have fucking died. Like, it just would not have been, I was not mature or just smart enough to be able to handle that. Now, I feel like if I got a billion dollars, I'd almost maybe do less. I'd be like, oh my God, like, I don't want to fuck any of this up. (laughs) <laughs> like, you know, you just reach a point. I don't want to touch it. Just leave it go. <laughs> yeah, dude. Like, I'm already made it like this. So if I can just maintain like this, maybe I'll do, you know, some nice things here and there. But I'm not, like, going stupid. You just, I'm glad I matured. But for a young person mentally, regardless of age, you have to be, you know, I don't care if you get your fucking dream job. I don't care if it's not even fame. Say it's your dream job. Yeah, like, I want this job. I've thought of it my whole life. If you're not right in your mind and your spirit and shit, you, you can get that job and you'll fuck it up. You need to be mature enough to be able to handle your situation when it comes to you. And uh, I think I, it's just like a prime example. Your Kurt Cobain kind of thing, yeah. you know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> People that just burnt out. 100%. Didn't fade away. It's a lot of responsibility. Some people can't handle it. Some people aren't right for it. Some people don't have the discipline to do things the right way. Nope, they don't. So it's it's kind of a deeper flick than it even, in, you know, I mean, I don't know. It's kind of a deep story. I wouldn't say it's a comedy. Well, there's a lot more to it than when you think about it than what it's perceived as just by looking at it. So you got to, you know, it's one of those things. I'd almost, you know, put this as a drama thriller. Yeah. A horror drama, thr- a drama horror thriller. I don't know. Drama thriller horror. Definitely, definitely suspenseful. Mm-hmm. One of them suckers that keeps you on the edge of your seat because the story still holds up. I I mean, I don't know. You've just seen it for the first time in 2023. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm sure, like, scene by scene, you weren't predicting it all. Like, I I don't think you probably predict. Some movies nowadays really will piss you off because it's like, dude, not only is this not an original story, but, like, I just know it's going to happen. Yeah. Like, I just know and, like, some people need that. They yeah. like. Well, I don't want that. I want to be wowed. I want at the end you're like, oh my fucking god, dude. Yeah, I didn't. <laughs> I, you know, I didn't expect uh, Fred's body to be washed up on shore. I didn't expect him have to. You know, I didn't expect him to kill himself. Yeah, but he did. You know, it's really hard to stab yourself. I feel like that would be very hard to do, unless you were nuts. Yeah, dude. And especially, that's a slow bleed out, bro. Yeah, like, in the stomach. <laughs> like, stay up both your femoral arteries and then your neck. Like, you're going Do out something. in 30 seconds. I know. You did the stomach. Fucking weirdo. Dumbass. So, I have here a button. I'm going to push it, and we're going to go through another portal to okay. a different realm in a different world and rate Whoa. this movie. Sloppy Right now, once again, one, two, three, and the place to be. It's the sloppy horror rating with your favorite scary movie companion, the horror nerd himself, Mr. Christian Ramey. He's got his hair nice, all and slicked back, ready to give you some kickback to this movie. Now, this is a horror movie rating system, not a movie in general, so let's keep that in mind when we get it. 
but it's a foolproof system. How are we going to do this, you might ask, because this is your first time here and you have no idea what's going on, but you're going to figure it out really soon. We're going to do this in a series of four categories. Three of the categories were three points. Last category is worth one point for a total of... Ten points altogether. And there you go. And that's how the rating system works, and it's foolproof. Here we go. Let's go on to the first <coughs> category here in the Sloppy Horror Podcast rating, and that is casting. Folks, this is by far the strongest category for magic. Abracadabra. Um, Abracadabra, gonna reach out and grab ya. Strongest category, casting. There's not even any doubt about it. Uh, this is a three. Um, this is a three. These are great actors. Like, throughout the whole, I'm not gonna list down the whole cast, but all of these people are very seasoned, veteran fucking actors. And. Not only that, you're not dealing with a bunch of CGI and a bunch of fucking flashy scenes. Like You are dealing with a lot of talking, and it's all very believable. So, by far the strongest category for Magic, three points. And there you got it, for three! So that is three out of ten so far here on the Sloppy Horror Podcast rating. Let's get into the second category here on the Sloppy Horror Podcast rating, and that is kills. It, we've given movies a half a point that have just had like one kill. Yeah. So it almost feels like we should give it a one because there's multiple, but like it's a like almost like a <laughs> three and a quarter. <laughs> I know it's a, it, we don't do three and a quarter systems here. It's we do ha- we can do a system of half points. We can go we go in increments of halves. I'm just saying to give our system credit because we've given half points. It's got to get something, and we've given... Well, the- yeah, because there's death on screen. Um, it's very sophisticated deaths, but it's only two. Yeah? It's only two deaths. Yeah. One is a beating with a doll. <laughs> <laughs> and the other is a stabbing. Yeah. And then, of course, he stabs himself, which so, is suicide. But So you're feeling half point? I guess. It's, half yeah, point? Yeah, because, I mean, they're not graphic kills at all. They get the point across. Theater made for TV kills. Exactly. And there's only, like, two of them. And, okay. Yeah, I'll know, give that to you. Half point. You know, but there is death there. Mm-hmm. Okay, the only way it can get a zero if there's no death, but there's death. But, yeah. I mean, it's nothing special. Yeah, nothing half special. point. But it's a half point. So that is three and a half so far here on the Sloppy Horror Podcast rating. Let's get into the third and final three-point category here on the Sloppy Horror Podcast rating, and that is fear. It's not going to give not going to get a zero, but definitely a half a point for suspense. Keeps you on the edge of your seat. Not a one. Not scary at all, but suspenseful enough where, you know, you might smoke a cigarette if you're a smoker. You might be like, well, fuck, what's happening? I'm sure somebody's going to be scared of that doll. It's a doll. Some people just have a fear of dolls. It's a good point. Yeah, I know. So you fit in that half it's point. A, it's a good <laughs> it's a good point for half a point. You know what I'm saying? Uh-huh. That's right, Smucko. Shut up. That is four and a half so far. No, four. Sorry, four. Excuse me. Excuse I'm sorry. I get my numbers mixed up. That's four out of ten so far here on the Sloppy Horror Podcast rating. Let's get into the final one point category for half a point each here on the Sloppy Horror Podcast rating, and that is rewatchability. Yeah, for me, dog. Yeah, it's a, it's it's one for me too. It's a good Sunday cozy, like Sunday afternoon movie. One you probably like. It's like if you're flipping through the channels and it was on, you're like, all right, I'll you know, check this. I'll out. keep it on. Yeah, yeah. one of those. You, you could need- definitely do something in the background to this movie and come in and out. 
Yep. Or literally, you know, hey, it's always good. That's a good movie to show somebody who's looking for something they've never seen before. Yeah, you're gonna look like really like a like a horror avant-garde if you know. Uh, like if you can give this recommendation, hey, if like somebody knows horror, they're gonna be like, ooh, yeah, that's a good one. But to somebody I who's looking easily, for one, but you can also get easily sidetracked with your significant other during this movie and get some play during it, and then when you're done, hop right back into it. Yeah, doggy style. Much. Y'all could both watch. Exactly. Shut up! I'm watching. <laughs> you always do this. Shut up! I'm watching. <laughs> <laughs> I can't okay. hear him. So that is a total of five out of ten. Four. Magic. That's really fair. Here on the Sloppy Horror Podcast rating. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's fun. That's there you fun. go. There you go. Oh, oh, it's magic. Now, Ozark Mark. Yes. Just for the sake of saking. And I like that I have a button, too. I'm going to hit this fucking button down here because I want a parental guy dance. I missed you, mister. Mr. Mr. Rosak. Tell him if you're old enough How old? to watch that scary stuff. You know, for the parents who will give a... Yeah. See, look here. This doesn't necessarily fully need one, but a lot of people are unfamiliar with the movie, so they're walking in blind. And honestly, you know the saying, if you don't use it, you lose it. So we got to bust, you know, dust off the button here and hit it every once in a while. Ozark Mark. We have a fun little segment here called Ozark's Guy Dance. And what he does is tell you what age he thinks is appropriate for a child to watch the movie we're watching. So, you got some kids in your possession. Magic is on. Who could watch? You threw me off because we haven't done this in a while. So <laughs> I know. <laughs> I really think about it. Um, there's some love scenes. There's, uh, Yeah, but it's like 70s love scenes. Like it's I just, think there's a cup of a nipple. It, it looks like people just wrestling passionately like there's no there's no thrust there's no humping there's no moans (laughs) (laughs) there's no uh you know it's just them (laughs) loving each other but there is a nipple for a little bit so there is a titty but you're not paying attention you can miss it what the fuck is that my bad that was turn your phone on silent you unprofessional fuck i'm in the middle of my guy dance do i interrupt your do i interrupt your ratings no with disrespect. With disrespect. Okay. Um, yeah, okay, so we got that. Uh, the deaths are very sophisticated. They're not very graphic. Except for the stabbing a little bit. Um, dude, I don't know. Like, you can go as young as 11. 11. I like that. 11, 11. for magic. 11 for magic. 11-year-old, mm-hmm. you're fine. You know... You could probably go younger. I mean, your daughter could probably watch this. But, you uh, know, yeah. I'm just saying in general because, you know, so everybody's kids are different. Everybody's got their other guidelines. An 11-year-old, hey. Should be safe. What is he, in sixth grade? What are you uh, in? Yeah, sixth grade. Are you in sixth grade in, when you're 11? Yeah, my son's 12. He's sixth grader. Okay, yeah, you're sixth grader. Yeah, you've seen titties before, so you're fine. Oh, yeah. Once you get out of elementary school, that's when you start getting the anatomy down. Yep. Start getting, you know tingly feelings in your private parts mm-hmm. when you're sixth grade and girls see girls naked like you know what i mean like i'm saying like if your like eight-year-old daughter saw like breasts on tv and like a non-sexual way she's not gonna be like what the fuck 
No, because she's, she's gonna be seeing her mom's boob nine nine million times. Like well, they look just, in the, they have boobs in the mirror. Yeah, like that's the way it works. But even as like a younger kid, like that's just the way it works. Where like, I don't know, like if you like saw in a movie a dude was bare chested, you wouldn't be like, oh my god. It's just something like it's your anatomy. Right. Like you are that. Yeah, I mean, like, again, so it's not like a, yeah. And the sex scene is not intense at all. It's no, just, it just gets the point across. No, you know. So there you go. That was it. That look at that there, the Ozark Marks parental guidance. I like that segment a lot. You know, keeps your kids safe, keeps them safe. Now, as we've mentioned earlier, we are a show that loves to deliver without all these advertisements. And look, if you're a weekly listener and you want to help us out, help us keep the lights on, just go check out that Patreon. I know I push it a lot each and every week, but if I don't tell you... Nobody else will. Yeah, who the fuck is going to tell you? And we're working hard over here. Like, very hard. Ozark Mark's working on two different shows, and what's kind of fun, as a lot of you probably know, we uh, had a music career at one point, and sometimes Ozark Mark likes to sprinkle our songs into that Patreon, you know, for outros and things of that nature. So that's fun. That's fun. Yeah, you get you know you get a show, you get some music, which you'll probably hate, but who knows if it's not your thing. No, well, yeah, you never know. You'll probably like it. I like it. Well, if you like scary movies, you might like it. Yeah, I mean, you know, <laughs> yeah, I mean, you might. Some of them are kind of rough, but you know, some of them are very good. You know, you know, I don't, I don't know what people like and they. Do. I've had ex-girlfriends like that. Yeah, some of them kind of rough. Some of them, you know. Yeah, you know, <laughs> it's like sandpaper down there. Why do you, wait, you know, what's going on? What's going on with the shaving here? You know, it's like, you know, stubble down here. I feel like I've got fiberglass around the base of my cock here. What, what's going on? Did you, you know, shave two days ago? Did you shave today? I don't know what the recipe is, but something's going on with your fur burger that's not agreeing with me. It's like a dried up tomato. What's going on down here? Sun-dried okay. tomato. Either grow it out or shave it clean. I mean, you got to be close, you know, close or, or, or all the way. I, I can't have, you know, in between here, you, you, you're hey, causing an Indian if you, burn. If, if you grow it out, at least use conditioner. Oh, that's a good point. Yeah. Trying to have it at least smooth. Yeah. You know, fluffy. Worry, worry more about Like now. a chinchilla. Worry more about the hairs around your balloon knot, you know, because I'm judging you. Let's say that if girls were hairy, like men were, mm-hmm. but they're soft... Hair's soft like a chinchilla. Yeah. I wouldn't mind it. Yeah, oh yeah, I'm disgusting. I don't care. I don't care. Like it like you know what I mean? There's you know I it, have hair in places I don't want. <laughs> I've got hair and <laughs> it's everywhere. You get older you just turn into a I know, werewolf. it just shows up everywhere. <laughs> it's just everywhere. Especially yeah, oh, when you're wet. Oh, Ozark, I know you got it too, because you got like you know, you got facial hair when your nose hair grows into your mustache hair and then your eye just starts water and you're like what the fuck is going on here oh, i know like, or when just you, or when one you, yeah when you try and pick a hard booger and it pulls a hair out too you're like ah oh you get the hot tear you're yes how like, <laughs> my ear hair is getting long too man sometimes i forget to trim that i'm like oh my god like somebody who looks at me and sees it like because they get out to like a good inch long two inch long hair in my ear and you got to deal with the eyebrows. I mean, I look like Chrissy from The Sopranos. I'll just have, like, one. Yeah. I'll just have one eyebrow, you know, and it might connect to my beard at one point. I yeah, don't but know. I don't, I don't pluck. I trim. I don't pluck. I don't do the plucking thing. I use fire. <laughs> yeah, you got to pluck. You know, get that stuff out of there. It's just the way it works. You got to get it out of there. Yeah, you're going to turn into a fucking werewolf, you know. 
I remember seeing, like, my old man, he'd have hairs come over his shirt. Like, they'd come over the buttons. And I was like, ah, I don't want that to happen. Now, you know, it starts to happen. Yeah. What the fuck? It does start to happen. It's unfair. It's unfair. You make fun of old people, guess what? You come. (laughs) You become old. You become old. It's not fair. Wow, I guess we shouldn't have made fun of old people, then we wouldn't have been old. Yeah. Damn. Uh, How... My back hurts. I must have slept funny. You slept funny? What the fuck? You sleep funny. No, but that's already happened to me. <laughs> you slept funny? Yes. Like, like you that's were resting. Real... <laughs> <laughs> like, what do you mean? I've hurt myself resting before. Like, yeah, I know. It feels like so unaccomplished. Oh, like, this is going to be a long three days. I'll tell you, when you, wake, when you wake up and you hurt yourself resting, you just all your confidence is out the window. Like, you fuck. Like, you suck. Just give it up. Just the pain in your just neck. Just give up. Like, yeah, ah. just give up. Like you fucked up sleeping. Like that's how do you do that? I can't believe I've done this. <laughs> well, boys and girls, another wild card episode in the books. We are almost getting to a deck of wild cards. Wild cards. So we just have a few episodes left in the season, I believe. I don't know what episode of this season is. This in is the season. like eight or nine. Eight or nine. This is eight or nine. We got one episode left if it's nine. Yeah, I know. You need to start paying attention. I know. Because I have no idea where we are in this section. I, I want to say this is nine. Really? Mm-hmm. Damn. Oh, I'm sorry. No, I want to say this is eight. Okay. That makes more sense. Uh-huh. So yeah. we got two episodes left here in the wild card season, and then we're off to another season. Ooh. Honestly, too, I was thinking uh, we, we got a couple little bonus ideas that we might put throw out there. A couple little bonus episodes, maybe some collaboration idea. We've had some thoughts. And Ozark Mark, he's literally put my ball sack in a vice grip, and he's been hitting it with a hammer talking about merchandise and telling me if I don't get it, he's going to kill my family. And I, I'm going to be really honest with you. I love my family, and I don't want them to die. So... Until we get this merchandise taken care of, I'm worried about my ball sack and my family. And Ozark Mark is just, he's like a fucking shark in the water right now. And he's been on top of it because starting off the game, we had some issues with merchandise. Like, it was just hard. Our distributor wasn't in the same state we were in. But Ozark Mark is really on top of it. And he's just saying there's good things to come. And uh, hopefully so, because I, I want my family to live. So don't, you know. Well, we'll see if they're alive next week. Until then, we'll see you next week. Watch magic. Abracadabra. (laughs) 